Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Brianna Pear. Brianna began blogging in 2011 and continued to blog because of the community. After three years of being a part of that community, she saw the different areas where bloggers were in need of the knowledge to turn their blogs into full-time businesses. Once Thrive Creative Conference was founded in 2014, her passion for seeing others succeed was fueled. That passion has driven her to continue leading and growing Thrive to reach and educate even more bloggers. Brianna is currently traveling around the country with her husband, Brandon, in their travel trailer. They're enjoying working from the road and meeting bloggers and other entrepreneurs during their travels. I'm so excited to chat with Bri about traveling while running a business because a lot of people are wanting to travel while blogging or running businesses. So it's a really hot topic right now, and I'm excited to just jump in. Hey, Brie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat more about running a business while on the road with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Hey, Jenny. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Um, Yeah, so a little bit about me. I am currently a traveling entrepreneur, um, which means that I may have issues with internet every once in a while on this call, but hopefully not. (laughs) And um, so I do a couple different things as many entrepreneurs do. I run a business called Thrive, which is a online um, community and an in-person conference for bloggers and social media influencers. And um, I also have a blog of my own and um, I do some graphic design as well. So um, that's kind of business side of me. Fun side is, um, like I said, I am traveling right now. My husband and I um, sold our house last year and hit the road full time and have been traveling around the country since July. Um, So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell, which probably makes people ask like a gazillion more questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you definitely have a lot going on, which is really cool. Um, If you guys haven't heard of Thrive, it is a really great conference. I actually spoke at the one in March. Yeah, it was March, right? Okay, so in February, um, it was it was a really cool experience. So if you are a blogger, um, I think that would be a good opportunity for you. Um, and yeah, you're, I'm sure you're having one next year as well. So we are, we are, which will be in March. So be in March. okay, cool. So March 2019. All right, cool. Got yes. That. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really great conference. And um you did a really good job putting everything together, um, especially as someone who is not does not have a technical home base. So I imagine <laughs> setting everything up was a little more challenging than it would have been if you, you know, were in Austin or Houston or in Texas in general to be there to facilitate everything. Yeah, fortunately, um, I was able to get a lot of it kind of set up before we got on the road. So like picking the venue and figuring out where we were going to have it. And I'm just so grateful for the community that, 
I've been able to build that's in Houston and Austin that just, I feel like if I need anything, somebody knows somebody, which is just so helpful. And, you know, I always talk about building your tribe and, you know, finding them and giving back to them and they just give back to you. And I could not do it without them. There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Building your tribe is really important. I feel like that's like a really good foundation, especially as a solo entrepreneur because you don't have coworkers to rely on. So it's just you. So, you know, finding people who are your friends who are willing to talk about their, your struggles and your wins and all those things. In addition to, you know, giving you that support is really, really necessary. Otherwise I think I'd go crazy if I didn't have that support system. Oh, same. And I mean, you, you have to have people you can bounce ideas off of, you know, you don't have that when you, aren't in an office, like you were saying, and you don't have coworkers, but if you just kind of get too stuck and too in your head all the time and don't ever bounce ideas off of people or brainstorm or vent, you know, like it, you'll just, you'll go crazy and you'll burn out. Exactly. And then like, I feel like you're, when you're talking to other people, it can spark a new idea. So you're not just like, just, just having the same few ideas over and over and over again. You can definitely like expand on those and get better, um, more creativity from that. Oh yeah. I'm always amazed at like the ideas that will come out when I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, wait, did I just say that? I'm like, cause that was actually a great idea. And I'm like, <laughs> I never would have thought of that unless I like talked it through with someone. Exactly. And then sometimes we need someone who is like not our significant other or spouse or any of those things to downsize ideas off with because a lot of the time they're not in the same space as us. Like my husband is not an entrepreneur. So Mm -hmm. I do talk to him about some things. He doesn't always get it essentially, or he gets it, but it's just, it's different. (laughs) It's not his wheelhouse. No. So he's kind of like, okay, that sounds great. But you know, he, he brings in that corporate mindset, which is good because sometimes it can Mm -hmm. challenge me, but at the same time, I'm like, no, like they're not going to push me on this. I promise. (laughs) Right. He's so used to that resistance from the corporate world. You know, it makes that a lot harder for him. Like, cause you know, I was talking about, I'm, I'm having a membership program and I'm doing a beta test and where I charge the beta testers $5 for the membership program just for that one time fee. And he was like, no, why are you charging them? Like if they could find it online for free, he was just kind of testing me, not necessarily like saying you shouldn't be charging them, but just cause you know, he's the one who's getting pushed at work. Like, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? So he's just kind of questioning it. And I was like, well, you know, they could, but since it's all in one place, it makes it a lot easier than having to look up different aspects of things. He said, yeah, that makes sense. But it's just like, it's like one of those things, like, you know, your, your friends are going to understand why you're doing that. And, you know, because people are going to be more committed if they pay a $5 fee than if you give it to them for free. So. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's so good to have like both as well, whether it's a, your spouse, a significant other, you know, or just a friend that's not in the creative space. Mm -hmm. So you have your tribe that is definitely kind of in the same space as you in entrepreneurship or creative or, you know, whatever that is, whatever your niche is. And then having somebody else or a few somebody else's that are not in the space at all. And being able to bounce ideas off of both of them is good because it's going to keep challenging you to think outside the box. And Mm -hmm. those friends that maybe aren't in that space are going to come up with other things that you wouldn't necessarily, or your friends wouldn't necessarily think of. Yeah, that's really true. And then also in that same vein, I found that when I 
am explaining things to, you know, my husband or my friends, I feel like I explain it a lot better than to someone who else is an entrepreneur. So then that helps me explain it to my audience. Cause you know, even though they are also either bloggers or business owners, they aren't on the same level as me. So I'm not going to, I'm like when I'm explaining to my friends that are entrepreneurs, I'm explaining it at the same level that we're at but mm-hmm. I need to break it down further for people who are not the same level as me. So it kind of helps me like figure out what language to use when I'm talking to my ideal audience as well. That's so true. It's so true. It's like, hold on, let me take notes while I'm telling you about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know like what is like easy to understand and what I could kind of put more clarification on. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, diving in, what is your day-to-day like as a traveling entrepreneur? Like what, I know, I'm sure there's not a typical day, but like, how do you, like, what do you do? Like, how do you manage your business and kind of still be able to travel and experience as the places that you're in versus just being there and sitting in your RV, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're right. It's definitely changes every single day and it changes kind of based on where we're at and it changes on kind of the workload for that week. Um, So one thing that has been super helpful is just when we're in one space for an entire week, it's very hard on me when we have to kind of jump campsites during the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been on the road for 10 months now and you would think by now we've been doing that for multiple months, but that's not true. Um, we're finally, I'm like, okay, we cannot travel more like during the week. Cause I just can't get everything done that I need to. And so mm-hmm. I do end up working probably seven days a week. I work every single day. I don't work, you know, a full eight hours every single day, but I do end up touching something, working on something every day. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it really comes down to, I mean, just kind of who you're traveling with. If you're thinking about traveling, um, my husband understands that, you know, this is extremely important and, you know, we have to pay the bills and that (laughs) things have to get done. So, um, fortunately he's very understanding with that. And so we just kind of set, you know, a calendar up and it's like, okay, you know, we put a family calendar together and I'm like, okay, well I have calls that, you know, I'll put on the calendar. So he knows, okay, she's definitely busy from this time to this time. And we just kind of schedule around that, you know? So usually I work in the mornings until, um, sometimes noon, sometimes two, sometimes all day long, just kind of depending on what's going on for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we schedule, things to do around that. And so like right now we are at um, Lake Tahoe in California and fortunately our campground is right by the lake. And so it's beautiful. And so um, yesterday we got up and went for a walk in the morning and then I worked for the afternoon and, and you know, after our walk and everything. And then, you know, after I was done with work for the day, we went out and explored a little bit more And so it's really just kind of juggling that, you know, um, obviously work is super important and I'm growing a business and there's a lot going on. And so you just kind of prioritize like, okay, when can I work? When can I play? And like I said, that sometimes that means for me that, you know, I'm working seven days a week, but I don't hate it because, you know, I could work at night or I could work in the morning, just depending on if I have calls or if it's just like busy work that I have to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like with 
with that, like, obviously your calls take precedence because, you know, they are at a certain time. But, you know, if you have, like, things that you need to do that aren't necessarily, like, a call or it's just, like, okay, I need to do my bookkeeping or something like that, that can be handled at any time um, mm-hmm. as long as you're, you know, getting your really important things done first. Um, yeah. I'm very fortunate that a lot of my stuff isn't time scheduled or if I do have calls, it's not like every day from nine to three or something, you know, like it's very flexible what I do. And I mean, if it wasn't this flexible, it would definitely be a lot harder. Um, We have some friends that um, we've met on our travel journeys and his job, he has to work, you know, certain hours of the day because, Mm -hmm. you know, his coworkers are you know working yeah I'm right at that time. <laughs> available at that time so yeah we've met a couple people like that and so I'm very fortunate that I'm not tied to that and you know that just comes with I'm running my own business instead of working for somebody else yeah yeah I think it makes it a lot easier in that aspect because you don't have to be tired your computer from nine to five you can you know do a little work go explore, come back, do a little more work, go explore for the night and then come back to it in the morning. It's just so much more flexible um, Mm -hmm. than like a typical, even though that person that you met on your, through your travels, even though they are more flexible because they're not working within an office, they still have to be bound to those working hours. Cause obviously if they're, you know, decide to want to work at 1am, they're not going to get a response from anyone. So it's not going to be worth it. For you, you can send an email at 1 a.m. and just schedule it to get in someone's inbox at 8 a.m., you know, if you really wanted to. So it's nice because you don't have to be bound by certain hours that you work. Yep, it is true. And, you know, just one of the things that comes with that is just kind of keeping yourself motivated, you know, as well. It's like, you know, entrepreneur life, I feel like can sound so glamorous sometimes, but it's like you have to remember that it's all on your shoulders and that can be a lot of pressure, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, making it work. And at the end of the day, if it's not working, it's because of you, it's not because of a coworker or a boss or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, You're the one that has to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's especially important to be motivated when you are on the go, because I think, you know, I don't have any temptations here in Houston to go, you know, jet set off because <laughs> what am I going to go do? Go to Galveston? Like, that's not that exciting. So <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I have to have self-motivation as an entrepreneur because that's just, you know, otherwise I'm not going to make any money. But like when you're in such beautiful places, your motivation needs to be even higher because, you know, you could go out and explore, but you know, your work is still important and you need it to make money. So you really need to have that internal motivation to, you know, balance both activities, traveling and, you know, getting your stuff done. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I wasn't extremely passionate about what I'm doing, then, oh yeah, I would be on the lake right now instead of <laughs> you know, working and chatting with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't blame you there, but yeah, it's just like one of those things like, okay, um, would I rather be, you know, tanning by the lake right now or having enough money to pay the bills that I have, you know, it's like, you just have to be motivated. You have to have that, um, drive that, you know, if I feel like some entrepreneurs, they get into it and they, they are passionate about what they do, but their drive isn't there. So they end up not making it very far because if you don't have that internal drive and motivation, you know, no one else is going to push you to do it. So it's just really important to have. 
it's like a characteristic, a must have characteristic of entrepreneurs. Otherwise you're not going to last very long. Absolutely. I mean, and it comes down to, you know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, how do I start this? How do I start this blog? How do I start this business? And, you know, you really like, it's awesome to have an idea, but I'm like, do your research plan. And if you can't take the time to actually come up with a really good plan and like think it through and be like, okay, how would I, you know, come up with a quarterly plan? Like, you know, these three months I'm going to do this, you know, then this, then this, if you can't take that time to plan out for success, Mm -hmm. then how are you going to have that time and that passion to keep this business running? Yep. That's, that's really true. And planning. And that's not fun. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear you can do it. And of course (laughs) I'm like everybody's biggest cheerleader. I'm always like, absolutely. You can totally do it. And I'm going to cheer you on. But I also know from experience, like I've been in this long enough, like you have to plan it out. Mm -hmm. Fun. Yes. But it's still a business at the end of the day, you know, having a fashion blog, you know, can be awesome fun, you know, and you're like, Oh, I get to take pictures and find outfits and tell everybody about it. And it's like, well, that's great. But eventually you're going to run out of money. So you have to have a plan. Yeah. And you're, you know, you need to have multiple streams of income in any business because, you know, if you're just selling courses, um, you know, someone, there could be a month where no one buys your course. What are you going to do if you don't have other streams right. of income? You know, if you don't have services or passive income or anything like that, um, or affiliate marketing or anything, you're going to be stuck because, you know, there may be a day that only one person buys your course that month. So, you know, what are you going to do then? You have to have a plan and you have to be constantly working to get more streams of income because unlike a nine to five, you don't just get a paycheck every two weeks. You have to make it happen. Right. So yeah, um, now kind of let's talk about the systems that you have in place. So do you have systems in place to help you run your business while on the road? Um, And if so, like what are they and what are your favorite tools that you use to kind of help you um, while you're on the road? Yeah, so for me, as far as my systems, um, because right now it is just me um, and I kind of hire people throughout the year as I need it. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with running a conference, things get busier, you know, around conference time. Of course. Um, so for me, it's all about just staying extremely organized. So I plan quarterly and set goals for myself quarterly. Like what do we need to make happen quarter one, quarter two. And I mean, I plan all the way out. Um, so like right now I've already planned out through quarter one of next year. Like I already know, like what are things that have to happen in those quarters um, for my business to keep running the way it needs to and to keep growing the way it needs to. So setting goals and setting quarterly actions for me has been huge. Um, I don't know how my business would keep running and growing if I didn't do that. Um, And so from there, um, I'm able to break it down even further. Um, and so then I break it down into months. Okay. What needs to happen this month? And then, okay, this like actually this week, what are things that need to happen? Um, and for my like tools that I use, um, Trello is huge for me. That's where I keep all of my lists, all of my quarterly plans, all of my weekly plans, even, um, I'm very much a list person. Mm -hmm. And so having that has just been a game changer for me. I used to do, um, 
I used to kind of write them out and print them, but just switching over to something that's online for me, especially because I don't have a printer in my little travel trailer. <laughs> There's not really room for one. <laughs> so um, Trello has just been great for just making lists and, you know, being able to move things around. Um, other than Trello, just Google business tools, really. I mean, Google Docs, Google um, Spreadsheets. Um, is great for when we are um, planning for different things coming up like events and we're working on some courses that'll be coming out later in the year and so I have teachers that I'm collaborating with and so having everything on Google is amazing because they can see edits as soon as you make them um, we can even, you know, I can jump on the call with somebody and we can hash it out together and both be writing in the document at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully that kind of answers the question. <laughs> Just staying yeah. super organized and like planning is really like the systems that I have to have in place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Trello is a great tool. It's funny because a lot of people say Asana just because a lot of the time they have like a VA or something or they have some sort yeah. of team. So, I mean, personally, I feel like Asana works better for teams just because you mm -hmm. can, you know, I know you can do this in Trello. You can assign things and, yeah, and I've used Asana too. And, um, yeah, so for me, Trello, I think is just because it's just mainly me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one other girl that is on all of my boards. And so when we're on a call, she can jump in and see them. But Asana, if you have a team that's definitely just more than you or more than you and one other person, it's mm -hmm. great. It's, um, it just gives you a lot more that you can do with it, which for me, just being me is like, it's too overwhelming. It's too much. Yeah. Um, but having a team, it's great because then you can assign things to people and you can go and check on the status. And if mm -hmm. anybody has any question, it's all like, it's organized very well. Yeah, no, I mean, I love Trello because of the visual aspect. Asana is not quite there with the visual aspect yet. I mean, I know there's yeah. some like, hacks that you can like change the background, but none of them work for me. So <laughs> I'm just stuck with the ugly backgrounds that they provide. But, um, and I really yeah. miss that from Trello because I really liked having my own picture mm -hmm. and stuff and just having a pretty background. But just being able to tag people um, in individual like subtasks and stuff and sign due dates to subtasks, that's like really really beneficial for me and you know I couldn't really do that in Trello as well um so mm -hmm. yeah yeah it just depends on kind of like what your business has going on and if it's more simple or more complicated and and really just how you work um sometimes for me if I have too many options I get too overwhelmed and just will kind of not go there and not look at it <laughs> yeah I so, totally get it it's just based on like say, what you prefer Exactly. Like if you need a system, like check those out and mm -hmm. I'm sure there's other ones. Yeah. Um, I have a friend that uses Airtable um, and you know, you just play around with it and you find out what works for you. Yeah. And they're both free. So there's no reason not to test them out. So exactly. Yeah. And then quarterly planning, monthly planning and stuff like that. That's really good too. Um, I actually do all that in Asana for myself and it really helps mm -hmm. because before I was just doing weekly and then once I started doing yeah. like a quarterly plan and assigning myself, like I started doing this thing where I have two sprints each month. So sprint one is like days one through 14, I guess, or yes, weeks one and two, yeah. and three and four is second sprint. So I kind of break it down into two week periods. So it's not 
as overwhelming for me. And this really just changed everything because it was just so much easier. It wasn't like, oh, I have a course due on June 30th. Um, you know, it was like every little step of the course was mapped out. Like, okay, create the product. Okay, create the lead page. Okay, create this. And while it kind of looks crazy on my calendar because it's little broken down steps, it makes things easier because I know I'm checking off each little box versus just create product, you know, not do lesson one, do lesson two, do lesson three. It's like, you know, the whole create product thing is more overwhelming than actually breaking it down um, into smaller bits. So that has really kind of helped me personally get more organized and just less overwhelmed with what I have going on. Absolutely. And when you switch, like you said, you know, like to a different type of planning things out, like, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, when I switched to quarterly planning, it was a complete game changer for my business because oftentimes we get too busy. We just get busy, right? We get in the task zone where we are just like day to day, like in the grind and, you know, just getting things done to survive. And we're not actually planning for success. We have this idea of what we want to happen in a year, but we haven't set tools and set goals for ourselves for us to actually get there. And so, um, I wish I had started this way earlier, but I didn't, (laughs) but once I finally did switch over to quarterly planning, like just knowing, okay. And you know, when things are going to happen and like, okay, you have to get this done in order to reach those goals. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it's going to be years if you even get there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just really helps you map out things because a course isn't going to be built overnight. You're not going to be able to build out a virtual summit overnight. Those things require planning. So, you know, putting it on your calendar and working from, you know, when it's due all the way to now really helps. Um, You know, I have things on my calendar that aren't until July, but I'm already starting to work on them because if I start two days before it's due, it's not going to be good at all or done, but definitely not good. Um, but yeah, that's really, and it's just, you know, even in in that aspect too, it helps you plan for your profit as well. So if you're like, I want to make $15,000 in quarter three, you know, then you can say, okay, I need to sell 10 courses each month. I need to take on X amount of clients each month at this rate. I need to do this versus like, mapping out monthly because you know your income can vary month to month but as long as you're meeting that goal at the end of the three months you know you're doing what you need to be doing so yep absolutely okay so what challenges if any have you faced as a traveling entrepreneur is there has there anything that's been difficult for you to like kind of adjust to or you know just maybe even not like not finding the motivation to work because you want to go out and see what's out there or anything like that? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's definitely been a challenge. And I mean, I would say the biggest challenge was just figuring out like, when am I going to be working and, and staying focused? Because when we first started out traveling, like we were on a high, right? We are so excited. We want to go see everything. We want to go do everything. And we hit the ground running. And within that first week, we, me and my husband looked at each other. We're like, we've got to slow down or we're <laughs> going to be 
done in like a month. (laughs) Um, So that was, I mean, I'm glad we had that reality check within the first week. I think we were just like sitting in the trailer. We're like tired. (laughs) Like, okay, hold on. We can't go all day long constantly. And then I don't have the brain power to even sit down and write and work and answer emails. Um, so really it's just, you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And, you know, we just had to sit down and talk it out and be like, okay, we have to, you know, slow down. We want to play. We want to go see everything. Yes. But we like, business is, you know, extremely important and running to grow this while we're traveling still. So that means we have to set boundaries for ourselves and we have to set those times where, you know, work happens. Yeah. And, and even to like, just kind of scheduling out and sometimes it's week by week, like depending on where we're at, you know, um, like, okay, we're going to work from this time to this time, just doing that and figuring out when your zone of genius is really happening for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of being distracted. So for me, it's like mornings to afternoon is like when I need to work and um, not plan anything too structured. Like we have to be at this spot at two o'clock because mm-hmm. then I will just stress all morning long about like, I don't have enough time to get everything done and, you know, stressing through work. And so then my brain isn't in the right spot to be as productive and as creative as I need to be. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, setting those boundaries of, you know, what's going to happen. And it's been, it's been better when we're in a spot for an entire week because that gives us, you know, more time to go see and enjoy things rather than cramming it into two days. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that makes sense, but no, just kind of- it makes sense. No, I mean, it's just all about the balance and figuring out when you can do your work and when you can go and have fun. Cause obviously you don't want to visit a place and not go see it. Doesn't that doesn't make any sense? Like exactly. what's the point of traveling? Why do we drive all the way here? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I just want to, I just want to drive. Like I don't care about the views. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just like one of those things. If we have to drive any more than like four hours, we're like done. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I, 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 it's probably, yeah, I hate driving. So I can't imagine driving long distances. Um, just like, I mean, I don't mind being in the passenger seat, but actually driving myself. Oh yeah. Not, not my thing. Oh yeah. Well, so, I mean, we have a small trailer. It's like 24 feet long, okay. um, but I will not drive. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. I'd be like, sorry, Michael, you're I, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's like, if we were on like a small road where there's not that many people not, like, and the speed limit is like 40, yeah. maybe. Not an interstate. Oh my God. I'd be so stressed out. Especially if you've been, uh, with like the 10 lane interstates. Oh no. And, <laughs> yeah. Like driving through San Diego and LA. I was like, Oh, this is all you, babe. <laughs> no way, Cause I'm not doing this. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. That's, that's too much for me. Even like sometimes in my little small car, I get overwhelmed on those big freeways. Cause it's like, there's so many lanes. You don't know what people are doing. Like not everyone uses a blinker. So, you know, you're, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's scary no matter what kind of vehicle you're in. But yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. And I'm like, I had just gotten to being comfortable 
but with a truck. I'm like, let's not add a trailer to that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a big addition. <laughs> anyway, so let's now dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes to the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Um, I was trying to come up with something amazing for this one, but... <laughs> For me, it's just that I am so passionate about helping others succeed. Mm -hmm. um, like I said kind of earlier, like with ever anyone comes to me with an idea, I'm always going to be their biggest cheerleader and be like, yes, you can do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, especially with Thrive in this conference, it's seeing those aha moments for people and, you know, having them come up to me and be like, you know, last year I came to this conference and I changed this and my blog has just blown up since then. Or this, you know, something that a speaker talked about was just a total like game changer for me. And it just changed my mindset and helped me in whatever I'm doing. And so for me, that is why I'm an entrepreneur. It's because I am passionate about people and I'm passionate about helping others make their dreams happen, no matter how big, no matter how small. Um, that's just what I'm so passionate about. And I wasn't finding that in corporate. I wasn't finding a space where I was able to do that. Um, and so I'm very fortunate that I've been able to, you know, we're coming up on our fifth year of this conference and be able to help people to do that. And, um, that's kind of what entrepreneurship is for me. It's just, it's all about community. It's all about building people up and helping them have the right tools and resources that they need to find success. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. I mean, I feel the same way. Being able to help people every day is so much more rewarding and enjoyable than, you know, dealing with people who don't care. They're just doing their job to get through the motions, to get the paycheck. But the people that we work with are, you know, they're inspired. They are creating their own journey and they just have so much more passion and it really shows and it really makes the whole experience more enjoyable because you're dealing with people who are just as excited about their business as you are about yours. So right. just really, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Being able to help people and then getting those like testimonials are like so amazing because you're just like, wow, I'm, what I'm doing is actually helping people. Versus, oh yeah, it's just fuel. Yeah, it, it's great. Like those days that I get people who just send me a random testimonial, I'm like, oh, I have a smile plastered on my face all day and it's like really cheesy, but <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's just, it, it, it kind of validates what you're doing. Like I'm doing what I'm doing. Exactly. So. Exactly. So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? I know we already talked about Trello, but is there anything else that you like couldn't live without? Um, yeah, Trello, um, definitely all the Google for business apps. Um, the other ones that I use to stay in touch with people is like Zoom for <laughs> calls and uh, Marco Polo. I don't know if you've heard of Marco no, Polo, but that? it is. It's an app for your phone and it's basically like a walkie talkie, but with video. Oh, wow. And so I use this, especially traveling on the go, like, mm -hmm. you know, and being away from friends all the time. This has saved my life. I mean, because you just send little video messages back and forth. So it's, it's easier than, you know, you don't always have time to pick up the phone and call somebody every mm -hmm. day, but 
you know, this way I'm able to stay in touch with all my friends every day. If I want to just send, you know, like a 30 second message back and forth. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, and then especially like when I'm doing stuff for my business, being able to do it with my team and, you know, whether it's, I'm venue hunting and I need to, you know, share it with somebody instead of, so instead of FaceTiming, you're just like sending little video clips back and forth. Yeah. Because with FaceTiming, they have to answer and then be present with yeah. that. You, you, they can open it at any time, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So it's like a lot easier. Not everyone has to be like available at that exact moment. Yes. Exactly. You do it when it works for you. Oh, that's so really cool. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I tell everybody about it. <laughs> I've heard of like Voxer, but I'm pretty sure that's only vo- voice. So yes. I have to look at Marco Polo because I think that'd be really cool um, just for my team members. Because right now I use Slack for my team, which is great, mm-hmm. but you know, there's not really a video feature. So just being able to shoot over something yeah. like, especially if it's something that requires like an explanation, it'd not be easier than like yes. typing like three paragraphs. <laughs> So exactly. Just, I'm like, I need to just talk this out real fast with you. Yeah, exactly. And it's easier than hopping on like an actual like zoom call or something. It's like, you know, unless it needs to be like recorded for, you know, purposes, like this is a mm-hmm. workflow I need you to like build out or something, but right. yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I'll have to look into that. And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Like someone that's just inspiring to you and you know, you just feel like they, they are just, you know, the person you look up to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I definitely have a few that I go to when I'm just needing inspiration and motivation. Um, Christy Wright of the business boutique is one of them. Um, She is just, I need those people that are just like real life people like running a business, but not like sugarcoating it, you know, like, (laughs) because running a business is not always glamorous. It's not always easy. And so it's kind of hard when you look at those people and you're like, man, they just always have it together. It's like, <laughs> no, that's for the camera. <laughs> so, or that's for Instagram, but just having those people that are real life. So I love, um, Christy Wright. Um, I love, um, listening to, or going to, um, Sarah Morgan and Melissa Griffin's blogs. Oh yeah, They just have so many good resources on there that, you know, they're just such giving people. And so mm-hmm. when I'm getting stuck or feeling like I need to up my game in a certain area, I'll head to them and then not necessarily a person, but, um, the social media examiner. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, great. A great resource. If you're needing to know, I mean, basically anything about social media and they're on top of it, whether it's something new that's came out or something that's changing. Um, or if you just want to study up in a certain area, they have so many resources that are just awesome. Yeah. And they even have a podcast, which I listen to pretty frequently too, as a social media manager myself, it's really nice to keep yeah. up with the trends because, you know, I'll hear about something, but I feel like they all, they just, have it together. Like the day something oh, happens, you're, you're, know. you're like, how do you know already? It literally just came out today, <laughs> but you know, good for you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I feel like those are all really great ones. And like, like you said, they do like, they're all about realness and not like sugarcoating everything. And you know, they don't, they're not the type of people who are like, you can get 10 K months too, you know, mm-hmm. like, those people, like just trying to sell you a course yeah, or sell something. Yeah. Kind of frustrate me when people throw numbers out there all the time. Cause it's like, 
that's not what everyone wants, A, and B, that's not realistic for everyone. Not everyone can make 10K months offering certain services. Like, yeah, if you're a coach, you can do that. If you're selling, you know, really high level courses, you can do that. But that's not really attainable for people like social media managers even because it's like you can't sit there and charge that much for social media Mm -hmm. management because right now people are still trying to understand the value of it, let alone wanting to pay for it. So it's just not realistic for every business model, but I feel like people try to sell it to every business model. So I like people who are not about that. Yeah. And it really, it's like, okay, that's a great thought. But like, if you don't have the audience and like the back end work done Mm -hmm. to get you there. Yeah even if you up your pricing, you don't have the audience for it. Yeah. Especially if you're, yeah. If you're selling a high level course, a $997 course, if you have Mm -hmm. like an email list of 3000 and usually email lists convert about 0.1% per, you know, subscribers, that's not even that many people buying it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you really have to build up your audience first before you can really profit from those high level courses or coaching packages because no one's going to right out the gate like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to pay you like 5k for a two month coaching package. And I've never heard your name before. (laughs) So this is one of those. You just have to know your audience and know what they're needing and Mm -hmm. that's what you deliver. Yeah. And you know, if you, you know, if you're really passionate about it, you, of course we're all money motivated, but not like, I feel like I'm not extremely money motivated. Like I love what I'm doing and making money is important, but like a lot of people make it their number one. And I feel like that's where things can go south. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. Well, let everyone know where they can find you. So your email, I mean your email, your website address, <laughs> <laughs> not your email, your website address, your social channels, all that good stuff. Yeah. So for me personally, um, you can find me at Brie Pear. Um, Instagram's the best way to find me. And then for my conference, um, our website is thrivecreativeevents.com. And you can find everything about it there. We have a private Facebook um, group that you can join if you're a social media person or a blogger or wanting to get into either of those two, I always say to start with our um, Facebook group is the best way. And you can find that and our blog and everything there um, at thrivecreativeevents.com. Great. I will link everything in the show notes for everyone to go check out, but you guys should definitely consider going to Thrive. It's a really great event. Brie does a really good job putting it on. Like everything was so, so cute this year. And it was just really cool. And it was nice to meet because I'm from Houston. So it was nice to meet a bunch of other Texas bloggers. Um, There were definitely people from other places as well, but it's mostly like, you know, a Texas based conference, but it was just really cool to meet all these people that, you know, I'd never met before, but they were in the same vicinity as me. So yeah. Yeah conferences are fun in that way just getting to network with people I love conferences like I try to go at least one a year if not more um and I try to do like one like more local one and then one that's like further away but Mm -hmm. a really great way especially because I have a blog myself I'm not just a business owner I also am a blogger so it's you know it's a different experience if you're a business owner than if you're a blogger a lot of the time because you know, as a blogger, you go for information on pitching and things like that. And as a business owner, I go to like social media marketing world or something like that. And, you know, right. for those kinds of tips. So it just depends on, you know, what you're doing um, and, you know, how you're running your blog business. So, well, it was great talking to you, Brie. Thanks so much for having me. It was great.
Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 45. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes Community Facebook group for daily pumps, updates on the podcast, and so much more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.